Welcome to Personal Financial Strategy, the podcast, a podcast wholly devoted to you and your relationship with money, bringing expertise to bear on how you earn, invest, and spend your hard-earned cash. I'm your host, Tony King, and today we welcome a special guest to the podcast, Howard Deckers. After a successful run in the business world, Howard arrived at what we at Personal Financial Strategy call choice age, that age in which an individual's passive income stream can support their lifestyle completely, thus affording them lots of choices. Howard's choice, I find very interesting. Well, I'm going to let him tell you about how he's investing his life post-choice age. Welcome to the Personal Financial Strategy Podcast, Howard. Hey, thank you, Tony. It's great to be here and sharing some exciting stuff with uh, your audience. Thanks for being here, Howard. Really, sincerely, thank you for being here and making the time for us. Where are we uh, connecting with you today? Where are you working out of today? Today, I'm actually at my home base. I'm in Boca Raton, Florida. I say home base because I travel the country in my RV. Mm-hmm. And I have my RV all set up. It's a mobile office. I have one of those real big ones. Uh-huh. And I've got I took out one of the couches and I got uh, three big screens. So I do podcasts. I do, I help students. Um, So today, Boca Raton, Florida. Um, Last week I was in Naples, Florida um, for eight days. And the week before I took my RV to the uh, Daytona 500 and I was right in the uh, infield. Is that right? I was there for 10 days. Uh, I have a 21 year old son who goes to Florida state. He came down, brought one of his friends. We just had a ball there. So today, Boca Raton, Florida, it's about 80 degrees out there. It's, it's an amazing day today. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. I, I know I, I knew a little bit about your motorhome. So it's, it's actually kind of like a rolling studio. Absolutely. And I have everything in that RV that I have right here at my home base. Oh, okay. In- including my fancy Starbucks coffee makers. So I oh, get yeah. up every morning and I've got my coffee. I've got my computers. I just, it's, it's amazing. You know, you, you call it choice age. It's amazing. Once you get to that choice age, it, you're just making totally different decisions in life. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be, uh, uh, a great feeling and a feeling of, of, of a certain amount of freedom. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it just, you know, taking note on your lifestyle. Now you, you have reached choice age. You've got lots yeah. of choices and I like that choice to go to the Daytona. That, that sounds like fun. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. A little well, crazy, little crazy, <laughs> but a lot of fun. Okay. <clears throat> great. Well, Howard, I, I wonder if you kind of just tell us your story, your journey uh, to choice age, and then, maybe even include what you're doing now. And so uh, let's go all the way back to, um, I was born in a real small home in Detroit, Michigan. We had uh, six of us in a two bedroom home. Uh, My dad was a tool and die worker. Um, So we came from below middle-class, middle-class. When I was three, my dad moved us to a suburb of Detroit. He was working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. So you made enough money to uh, move us. And it just so happened that two streets down from me is where all of the wealthy people lived. And I'm talking the people who had the big houses on the lake. And that's where all my friends lived. 
So I basically grew up in these wealthy homes. And one thing I noticed of every one of these homes, the dads or the mom and dads owned a business. So I knew from a young age that one day I was going to own a business. And at the time, because uh, I was young, I thought that was the only way you could become a millionaire is by owning a business. Oh. Today, today, I don't agree. I don't believe that. Yeah. Um, because as you know, I put a course together that teaches 78% of the people in our country are living paycheck to paycheck, how to become millionaires, you know, 30, 40 years down the line. Mm -hmm. So it's so, but anyways, that's all I knew at the time. So my dad kept telling me I had to go to college out of high school. I hated high school. And I kept telling them, no, I want to do tool and die like you. You know, I was I was that <laughs> smart 18 year old that wanted yeah. to follow his dad into a factory because he was making good money. So I went to work in a prototype shop and I cut I ended up cutting a finger off on a and I had cut this finger off and this one. And I remember looking at this, my fingers are dangling. And that second, I knew that I was out of there and I had to go to college. So, so <laughs> it, it took chopping off a digit to get you to college. It, 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 it just totally woke me up. So I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in business because obviously I still wanted to be a businessman. And I opened up my first business at 28. I kept opening up other businesses because, you know, when, when people say I want to open up a business, but I don't know what to open, my advice to them is just open something mm -hmm. because you've got to get started because the money, the millions, I made millions of dollars on my last sale. That was my 18th company. Oh, really? So, so I kept weaving and I'd be doing this and I'd be making enough money to pay my bills, but I knew I wasn't gonna get wealthy. So then all of a sudden I'd see some, and I just kept weaving until um, I opened up that last business and took me 20 years to build it. And I sold it for millions of dollars. But um, the point is on the way, my dad had always told me, another thing he had told me besides go to college, my dad, at the age of 20 years old, went to work for Chrysler Corporation. Mm -hmm. He retired at 55. He worked for 35 years. And he didn't retire because he was wealthy. Right. He retired because he hated working in the factory. So one, one of the things he told me when I was a teenager is, son, I save and invest 10% of all, every one of my paychecks. Now, back then, he had to do it manually. He would have to take it right to the office and give them the money. So he continued to do that. And today my dad is 96. He has $3 million. He's, he invested a total of 122,000. But because of compound interest, he has 3 million that send him $85,000 a year. So it's incredible. But wow. I, did, I didn't listen to that concept. Mm -hmm. So in my 20s and 30s, I started making a lot of money. I was making you know, 100,000 and 200,000 and 300 and 400,000 a year, but I was spending it all. I still have nothing planned for the future other than I'm going to build a business and I'm going to sell it when I'm 60. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, so 
I ended up getting married. And I remember in my late 30s, my wife was always complaining that we're making all this money, but we don't have anything for the future. And I would always say, honey, we got this business that I'm building. Then I started thinking, and she was right. So mm -hmm. in my late 30s, I did exactly what my dad had been doing since she was 20. I started taking 10% up to 20% of what I was earning and putting it into a financial freedom plan. And that ended up from 30s, it grew to over $2 million, just that fun. Wow. And then, and then I sold my company for millions of dollars. So it was at that point that I didn't have to work anymore. Right. So I was retired now and I was, year went by, I was doing nothing and I was bored out of my tree. I just, you know, my whole life has been focused at accomplishing a goal. Sure. And it was like, and that's when I decided, I says, I'm going to put a PowerPoint presentation to teach my, at the time, 17 year old daughter, 18 year old son, how to become multi-billionaires. So I put this beautiful PowerPoint together. And before I showed it to him, I said, I want you to invite your friends over and tell them that your multi-million dollar dad, multi-millionaire dad is going to teach him how to become a millionaire. So 10 kids ended up in my living room huh. and I did my first presentation. Really? And I blew them away. And what blew me away is they knew nothing about how money grew. They, they knew nothing. And that's when the light bulb went off. And I thought, oh my God, I'm passionate about teaching people how to become millionaires the way I did it. Mm -hmm. And it then it morphed into, I was doing it on Zoom because coronavirus was here. I'd have 20, 30 students in a class on Zoom, which was fun, but I had to be there every week. And then it started becoming a job mm. and I didn't want a job. Mm -hmm. So that's when I decided to put a course, online course together. And now what I do is I have a seven module, seven hour course that I actually teach people everything they need to know to become multimillionaires sometime in the future. And actually in class, we set up their financial freedom plan. What my dad didn't have is technology. Mm -hmm. We have technology. We do. So we just... We show them, first of all, how to find two to 500 a month that they don't think they have. And then we set up a plan where it takes $50 a month, $100 a month, whatever, out of their checkbook every month, automatically goes into a brokerage account that we help them set up. And then it invests in index funds that average 10%. And so that's how I got to where I am. It's like, then I, I thought, oh man, I'm gonna get a new RV. And I'm going to do, and I'm going to travel the country and go to small town America. And I'm a solo traveler, by the way. Oh, really? I, yeah, I got divorced and I'm still best friends with my ex-wife. We still own businesses together. We, we're, I mean, we're, we're still a great family unit, which yeah. is, which is excellent. But what I, my plan was, is I'm going to go meet small town America. And in all of these towns, First thing I'm going to do, I take my Harley with me. I'm going to get on my Harley and I'm going to find out where the local diners are, where the local whatever. I play pickleball every morning and you meet a ton of people playing pickleball. 
And then I help people. I show them what they need to do to become financially free. So that's how I got. That's the long-winded version, by the way. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. I, that's what I wanted. I wanted. I wanted the and the detailed version. I'm going to ask you a detail, a couple details. What was your first business? My first business was advertising. You know those little Valpac envelopes that come out. Yes. You get these envelopes full of coupons. Yes. Well, I took the exact. You know, all businesses are. Most of them are somebody else's idea. Okay. And you just take it and you try to do it better. Okay. So I started a company and I called it Econopack. And I would go into businesses and I would say, look at Velpack does this. I can do the same thing, direct mail into these. I'd had like up to a hundred thousand homes they could buy. It was $350 for 10,000 homes and then they could increase it. And, and so I'd, I'm going to do this six times a year. These are the dates. Sign here. I'd scribble the ad, you know, and then I went and found a typesetter. And what was great about that business is I didn't have to have any money because I had no money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was broke. I had credit cards, whatever. But in that kind of a business, I can ask for the money up front. Yeah. And many times I would just say, okay, that's $350. Write that out to Econopack. And they'd say, you want me to pay you all now? And I'd say, yes. <laughs> Shut up. And then they'd say, well, I says, I'll tell you what, give me half now and half at final proofing. And they almost all agreed to that. So I had enough money to produce the product before I had to send out that mailing. So that was my first business. Led me to another business, led me to International Cash Card, which was a telephone cover index. I mean, and then that led me, I was traveling in all different states to Penny Saver Magazine. Uh, okay. there, wasn't a, there wasn't a Penny Saver in Macomb County. I used, I'm from Michigan. So mm-hmm. I started it there and I sold that company 10 years later to the biggest newspaper in town had a hundred employees in that one. And again, I was still spending everything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, I, I'd be making three, $400,000 a year. And all I would have is I had a black on black on black Corvette. You know, Woo. I had, I had a, you know, I had a nice condo. I was, I was the idiot that was going to the bars. You know, I wasn't married yet. Yeah. And I would, good looking girl, come on over here. And I would be buying everybody drinks. Uh-huh. So I was spending so much money, you know, which is, which is not smart, as you know, but I was young. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So lifestyle choices. I'm sure right. you don't regret it. No, no, no. I, I, you know, I, I would do everything exactly the way I did it. The number one thing that I recommend anybody who wants to own a business, just start. Yeah. And then follow the path. And just, you see something better, you're talking to people, and eventually you're going to find whatever it is you're looking for that's going to pay you enough money so that maybe one day that you could sell that business. Now, that's the business end of it. Right. The, The other end of it, They've got to start as soon as possible their financial freedom plan monthly. 
They yeah. have to. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I, I like your description of just start something. And, and, and then, you know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But then you start something else. And maybe it works, but maybe it doesn't. You know, that might sound, I don't know, like, I think, I think a lot of people would not be up for that reiteration. And, but, but I look at it as kind of, that's an education. That's just as legitimate as going to college. Oh, I agree. Except for maybe you learn better lessons. <laughs> yeah. You definitely do not have to go to college to run a business. You mm -hmm. don't have to do it. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it helped me going to college, mm -hmm. um, but I've met so many at the Daytona 500. Mm -hmm. There's these multi multi millionaires. I mean, the mega millionaires, they have $2 million RVs. It's like crazy. I met one guy, he's about to sell his company for 40 to $50 million. He's 62 years old. He dropped out of school in seventh grade. Is that and, right? And he had the same story I did. He just weaved and he did a business, did another business. And all of a sudden he does monitoring for home um, alarms. But listen to how he does it. He doesn't sell an alarm. He doesn't have employees that install. He's cut deals with all of the alarm people. He collects all the money. They get 50% of it. Really? And he has 250,000 customers and a waiting list in queue of 16,000 customers. He just keeps growing, but he's getting older and he's at choice time. Yeah, you, you, he? he's there. He oh yeah, he's his wife died a couple of years ago, and the soup, the nicest guy you ever met in your life. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, so you don't need to go to college, but it gives you some pretty good information. Yeah, yeah, and well, I think starting your initial business and then starting another and another—that's a to me that's just a form of college. I mean, you pick oh, absolutely. Up. I. Uh, you know, when, when I graduated from college, which was a long time ago, with my little business degree, um, the only thing I knew, really, was that I didn't know much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the only thing I knew for sure. And I knew I had to get uh, next to someone or into a company that would teach me something. Because college really didn't teach me that much. I mean, I went to accounting mm -hmm. class and learned about accounting and interest and some of those basic fundamental things about finance but as far as earning a living and what are the critical uh, actions that you need to do to stay on path to earn a living and put things away for the future and things like college doesn't even teach it I you know I teach a a method of personal financial management nothing I teach people is offered in college I know and that's that is crazy isn't it? Because you're teaching them probably the same stuff I'm teaching. And we should have had this in 12th grade. And we also should have been mandatory to have this cl a class in college. But this is, we're the richest country in the world. Yeah. And we're not teaching people how to prosper. It's that they, and 78% of the people, and if you Google this, you'll find 78 is a number that a lot of a lot of is a lot of them out there are living paycheck to paycheck and there's no reason for it. None. Yeah, well, 
I'm really glad you said that because I'm going to ask you a question that I'm getting almost on a daily basis. I'm meeting people every day. Uh, more and more, I'm meeting uh, people, and I'm going to say young couples because you know I'm over 60. So anybody in their 30s and 40s is young to me. I'm meeting young couples with very strong, you know, great jobs, very strong income, six plus figures annually, and but they're telling me. Tony, we feel like we're living paycheck to paycheck. And in my mind, that's just crazy talk. Um, Absolutely. They, they described to me this anxiety that they're kind of gripped by because of that. Uh, and I'm just wondering, what would Howard Deckers tell this young couple that is experiencing anxiety? So are we saying they're making, a, they have 100000 a year income or yep. more? Yep, more. Oh, okay, so let's say, so... First thing I would do is, and I go over this stuff in my class, is teach them a concept called money mindfulness. I'm going to show them how they're spending their money right now. Um, My second module is I developed a a one-page Excel spreadsheet. So I want them to see how much is coming in, and I want them to see how much is going out. So I start showing him things. I got two great examples right here. First one is this. Starbucks. Starbucks is one of the most successful companies on the planet now. And they've got college kids, especially, going there five times a week, getting their fancy cup of coffee, spending $5 every time they go. So what they're actually doing is giving Starbucks a hundred dollars of their hard-earned money every month. So this is my first challenge. I don't want you to go to Starbucks five times a week, only go twice a week. And now you're going to give Starbucks $50 a month. That other $50 now is available to you. We're going to set it up. So we automatically take $50 out of your checkbook. And we set this up one time and it works in the background of life. And that $50 is going to go into your financial freedom plan and it's going to invest. In 30 years, those two cups of coffee, two and a half cups of coffee, will be worth $113,000 at 10%. Now, that's one. The second one is let's look at your cars. Okay. You don't know how many people that I run across that have car payments six seven, eight, $900 a month. And when you ask them why, because I can afford it. Well, so this is my challenge. This, and this is one I want to use because this was an actual person had a $650 a month car payment. I said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to sell that car and I want you to buy another car. It could be new, just a nice car, and I want you to only pay $325 a month to the bank. Okay, now instead of giving $650 a month to the bank, you're only gonna give them $325, so we've just freed up $325 a month. We're gonna take that $325, it's gonna automatically come, it's gonna go into your brokerage account, nobody's gonna make money on it, no advisor's gonna make money every time it trades, And we're going to go into index, low cost index funds. In 30 years, that $325 
will be worth $740,000. So between two cups of coffee and making a change in your automobile, which by the way, the only purpose of an auto bill isn't to please chicks. It isn't to, to make the opposite sex like you more. The purpose of a car is to get you from point A to point B. And you need to start thinking like that. So just in two things, I just found you $854,000, just shy of a million dollars. And that's in 30 years. Yeah. So, so we just got to show these people how to be money mindful because they were never taught. I was the same way. In my 30s, I ended up buying a house on the intercoastal in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And those are expensive houses. Are they? And it be and why? Because I could. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that and you know, and so eventually you figure this stuff out if you're lucky. Yeah. But if they run across people like you and me and they and they listen to us, we're going to show them how to be able to make that choice someday. Mm-hmm. To be do what you want, when you want, and how you want. And it is wonderful. Oh, bad. I mean, it is incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That's, you gave some really practical advice there, and uh, uh, which I uh, resonates with me completely. It's really uh, part of the same process we take people through. We, we put a little more of a cash flow view on it. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's exactly what you described is how money comes into your life and how money leaves your life. And you just want to change a couple of things about that's how it. money leaves your life. That's it. And it's not, it's that, you know, here's just real quick. Cause I got a little chart in front of me. I try to get people to understand that they should be putting 500 a month into a Roth IRA. a month. They should figure out how to find $500 a month because a Roth IRA is an amazing product Yes, that when that turns into a million dollars in the future and you start living off of it, you don't have to share it with the government. Yes. You know, and you know, $500 a month in 20 years will be worth 382,000. You only invested 120,000. In 30 years, it'll be worth $1.1 million and you've only put 180,000. You see, most people think that they have to save a million dollars. They don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just have to have, they just need to understand how to take advantage of compound interest and doubling. Mm-hmm. And you know, in 40 years, $500 a month will be worth $3.2 million. Okay. Are, what's just, just for educational sake, what's the interest rate? You're 10%. 10%. Everything I do is 10% simply because I average a little over 10%, you know, for 30 years. And uh, index funds are a lot less risky than stocks. I'm you in bet. both, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I'm in stocks. And I'm in uh, index funds. I teach index funds. Mm-hmm. And the reason I teach index funds, we're not smart enough to pick companies. Mm-hmm. And most people, they avoid this financial stuff because they don't want to learn anything mm-hmm. other than how can I become a millionaire? Mm-hmm. So I keep it as simple as possible. And then once they start accumulating money, we open up the opportunity to start investing in real estate. 
Like, you know, I've not everything is everything I have isn't in the market. I own three Walgreens properties that throws off a lot of cash. I actually live off my Walgreens investments. Really? And I don't spend a nickel of what's in the stock market. All my dividends will keep reinvesting for another 20 years. Mm -hmm. And that means, now what does that mean? Think of that. Let's say, and just to make this easy, let's say I have a million dollars in the market today. If I can average 10% in 7.2 years, it'll be worth 2 million. Yep. In 14 years, it'll be worth 4 million. In 21 years, it'll be worth 8 million. That's called compound interest and sure. the magic of doubling. Yep. So I want that just to keep growing the dividends yep. reinvesting. And I want to make my money to live the lifestyle yeah. off of my real estate properties. Right. Which is a great real estate's great source of passive income. Right. Very stable. Not prone to the ups and downs of the stock market. I don't, I, by the way, I don't give investment advice. This is just the way I think about things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think about, you know, if I, that that's the question I answer, uh, what am I going to invest this money in? Um, what's my purpose for investing? What's the why? And the why uh, on this money is I want some passive income. Well, that's probably going to go in the real estate direction. If I want growth, it's probably going to go in the stock direction. And, and I'm simple. In my youth, I deluded myself into thinking I could do stock picks. And I want to tell you, Howard, I made some phenomenal stock picks. And I think on each one, I made about $5,000. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> it's just, if, you, if you're trying to time the market and pick stocks, yeah. I mean, your, your returns are just, they're diff, it's difficult. I mean, you can do it's five thousand dollars I didn't have, but it's only five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know another thing, just on top of that, as far as the stock market, everybody's like scared right now because the market's going down or up. And I just sold half of the house that I told you I bought on the intercoastal to my wife, ex-wife. Oh. I have a million dollars. Okay, the house was paid for with $2 billion. I am sitting in cash of a million dollars. You know why? Why? I can't, I can't wait for the market to go down. Oh, because that's where you make your money. You yeah. buy low and then you write it. So for all of these people that are worried, don't worry. You're in the market for one reason. This, this, these are my opinions, okay? Mm -hmm. And they've worked for me. They've worked for my dad. You are in the market for long term. If you're in that market 10, 20, or 30 years, right. the chances of you averaging 10% are sky high because the market goes like this. And we're, we've been in a bull market for the last 100 years, 70% of the time. Right. We've been 30% of the time we're in a bear market. So we should be buying in the bear market. Now, that's another nice thing about these monthly programs your dollar cost averaging into these index funds. So we can't worry about short-term losses in the market. Right. It, we, we, we have no business being in the market if we don't have at least a 10, 20 or 30 year horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I'm it's with, too stressful. I'm with you on that completely as, as one who at one point in my life couldn't wait to see, wake up and, check the stock price 
<laughs> that'll, uh, that'll drive still, you nuts. We still do it, but like I was down like sixty thousand one day. I was up seventy the next day. I was down thirty five. I was. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like, and after a while, like I, I haven't even looked at the market yet today, but I heard it went down today, and so there's a few stocks out there that I'm looking at that, uh -huh. that they're dividend paying because my dad, my goal has always been to do a little bit better than my dad, my whole yeah. life. Yeah. Okay. My goal, my definition of success was if I can provide the, um, the lifestyle that my dad provided for my family, I'm a success. Okay. Well, my dad has a portfolio of $3 million that pays him $85,000 a year in dividends, wow. meaning it's not taking. Yeah. And, and principles. So my goal is I want a hundred thousand of my passive income coming from dividends. So oh, that's my goal. Very nice. Very nice. So. Well, Howard, thanks so much for, for sharing your wisdom with us today. Um, I want to let our listeners know the very best way to get in touch with you. Best way is my name, howarddeckers.com. Okay. And that's D-E-K-K-E-R-S. Uh, correct. Howarddeckers.com. Um, I actually have a free training um, that is going to show you how money grows. Once you decide you're going to take the course, you can sign up right there if you want. Um, you're going to get a membership page. And anytime you want to get a hold of me, you just click this Calendly. And like, let's say you're going through the class and you got an issue, you have a question, just schedule it with me. And no matter where I'm at, if I'm in Banff, Canada, or, or, wherever I'm available. The beauty you know, of working it. remotely. Yeah. So howarddeckers.com. Very nice, Howard. By, by the way, I'm on Facebook, Howard Deckers, and Instagram, Howard Deckers, too. Okay, great. And we in our show notes, we'll post those links okay, so, that, so that people can get a hold of you. Well, thanks so much for being with us today, Howard. We're going to wish you a fair week this week. Sounds like you're off to a great start. Well, we're winding down at this point. So we're, we should be talking about the weekend and the plans you have to go back to your next NASCAR race. <laughs> you know what I'm planning right now? My nope. Western, my Western trip, uh, probably end of April, beginning of May. I'm going to, uh, it, it's going to be wrapped around pickleball. So oh. I'm, fi I'm finding, you know, I'm starting in Boca Raton going up. Then I'm going to take the Southern route, go through Louisiana. I've never been in New Orleans. And I want, I want to, at least on this trip, get as far as Austin, Texas, because I've never been there. It's on my bucket list. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll email you the name of a restaurant that you must try in Austin. Okay. That sounds good. All right, buddy. Thanks so much for stopping in and making the time. Appreciate you. And until next time, strategists keep strategizing.